you're listening to episode 21 of the Eat Well and Live Full podcast. Hello, my friends, and thank you for taking time out of your day to join me for another episode. Today is a juicy one and can be a vulnerable topic to talk about. We're going to talk all about body image because all I saw in the last month was this influx of articles about the best workout and the best diet for a beach body and how to keep the pounds off for good this year and this 30-day diet challenge and that flash sale for a gym membership and all that kind of stuff. And now I won't deny that I myself have set some pretty lofty personal health goals this year and I think it's fantastic if you have too. But, and this is a big but, Purchasing a product off a flash sale or buying a diet template or even signing up for a gym is not going to help you feel your best in your own skin. You might hit your goal, but again, that's not what's going to make you feel your very best in your own skin. Because I have seen clients in all shapes and sizes, all looking to feel happy and secure in their body. So reaching a certain size or finding the diet that works best for you isn't going to magically make little woodland creatures sing while you get dressed in the morning. Okay, what am I going on about? Well, what we are searching for when we are changing our food or we start working out or we quit these bad habits or we're chasing any sort of health, healthy goal in the new year, we're looking for this self-confidence and this feeling of being safe and secure and happy in our own skin. So today I want to break down some thoughts on body image and seven ways that I have found that you can really start to work on loving yourself more, having compassion towards yourself, and really working on your sense of body image no matter what size you are at right now. This topic can be really touchy and really triggering for some people, and for others, they will just roll their eyes at it. We have all different types of people on this whole body image scale, right? We still have people who are doing bodybuilding and bikini competitions and, you know, trying to live up to this very particular body image. And then we have people on the complete opposite spectrum who are really representing an entirely new thing that we've seen in the last couple of years of this um, kind of counterculture movement. And, you know, these two things are at complete opposite ends of the spectrum. And I think everyone falls somewhere, somewhere in there and your ideas of your own body image versus what you see from other people is going to change. I think consistently as you grow and change as a human being as well. But what I really want to say in this podcast is not really to like take a side on on what's right or wrong or bad or whatever you want to label it as on this scale of what I think of as body image. What I want to bring up is the fact that we all have our own ideas of what our bodies should look like. And we all have our own negative feedback loop that has been on repeat for years. And I want to start to bring you more episodes and more content that are going to help support you in 
just taking baby steps at changing your thought pattern and changing the way that you think about your body. So with that being said, let's dive into today's episode all about body image and building self-confidence. This time of year can be particularly hard if you're hyper-focused on completely changing your health. We put so much pressure on ourselves to go all in and fully commit to this new person and this new lifestyle, and it's hard. It is really hard to break old habits if we don't have the tools and the support and the proper motivation to keep up with this new lifestyle that we want to create. But let's say that you do it. Let's say you lose that 20 pounds or you go two months without a single breakout or you finally feel like you have enough energy to stop relying on coffee and catnaps because your blood sugar is finally balanced properly and you're eating the diet that is right for your body. Will that really change how you feel about your body deep down? Will that actually shift your confidence forever? I mean, it definitely could for a while, but then what? Because let me tell you, I have been many different weights and shapes and sizes in my 20s, and none of it has made me amazingly happy. So when I was at my strongest, when I was at my lightest, when I was at my fastest, when I was just eating, you know, intuitively, none of that was like the end all to be all. None of it was like, oh my gosh, I've made it. Now I have all of the self-confidence, all of the positive body imaging in my head and all of the self-esteem. Nope. Because self-confidence and acceptance of our bodies comes from deep inside. And with things like social media flashing pictures at us a mile a minute, it's really hard to develop a confident, healthy balanced picture of what our body is meant to look like at its own healthiest. Because new splash, it's different for everyone. Developing self-confidence and self-esteem around our body is something that it doesn't happen easily for a lot of us, especially when we're constantly comparing ourselves to others or actually worse, our former selves. So you know that 20-year-old version of yourself, or when you were the fittest, or your pre-baby weight, whatever that is for you. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't chase your wellness goals. Not at all. Go for it, my love. Go for it, go for it, go for it. Change your eating habits. Set fitness goals. Crush your fatigue with proper nutrition. Help your darn skin, girl. You deserve it. But I want to just highlight that it might not be enough to radically shift your perception of your body because that, my dear friend, is a mind game, a mind game that is as old as time itself, I believe. This year, I'm personally working on really shifting my perspective of my own body and my body image. 
And I want to share more resources on this podcast and in my business to really help you start to shift yours too. We have to work hard at building a better body image. And while we're doing that, we also have to remember to just be kind to ourselves. And these two things are really challenging. I know. So I thought that, you know, with this kickoff of a new podcast season and we roll into the second month of the year, I would share with you the seven ways that you can be more compassionate to your body and help you start to slowly shift your own idea about body image. Number one, rethink your health goals. And if you follow me or you've listened to podcasts in the past or you've been a client of mine, you know that this is something that I talk about often when we're talking about health goals and fitness goals and nutrition goals. I mean, I did an entirely free challenge this year in January that was all about this. And if you reach out to me via email, the email will be in the description. I will literally send you this complete workbook that I designed to help you develop your own wellness plan and really rethink your health goals for 2020 in case you missed the boat on that whole challenge that I had in January. It is so, so important to me that my clients make intentional wellness goals, goals that paint a picture of how they actually want to feel, how they want their body to run, and that gets them closer to how they want to live their life all the time, not just for this little window of us working together. Having a very specific weight loss goal can actually be really damaging to your mental health, and I've had many conversations with potential clients or clients of mine that I don't do weight goals. That's not something that I focus on. There have been so many studies on this and how it can really be damaging to your mental health. Many people take dieting and a new workout program or regime to an extreme and it doesn't help that there are so many trainers and diet programs that still are preaching the whole low caloric intakes or calories in versus calories out and they don't see the whole picture of how your body works. Not to mention the years that you've been dieting or the years that you've been doing XYZ to your body. These plans aim for major weight loss, but we should mention as a female, you're going to be consistently fluctuating in your weight on any given week and month, and that's perfectly normal. If you are someone who still believes they should be on a quote diet or is following a restrictive protocol based on calorie counting or the hours you're spending in the gym or you're very focused on this weight goal this year, I highly recommend you go back and listen to episode two, why diets don't work because I break down all of the science behind it and I think that is the first step into really shattering this false ideal of like setting a a number goal on the scale. I recommend that you reframe your health goals to make them more positive and sustainable and balanced. This is really going to help you set that positive mindset around like, oh my gosh, my body can do so much and I am strong and I am this and I am that versus, oh my gosh, I didn't make this weight goal or something like that. So for example, instead of setting a goal of like, I'm going to lose 10 pounds in the next 30 days. Set a goal of being able to run a mile without taking a break or being able to comfortably lift a heavy set of weights. 
exercise is so beneficial to our mental health and can really reduce anxiety and depression and help boost your self-esteem. Not to mention the massive connection between the foods that you are eating or not eating and depression and anxiety and mental health. So for a nutrition example, maybe instead of focusing on the amount that you're eating or should I say not eating, it's much healthier and sustainable to set a goal to add two cups of veggies to every meal or drink half your body weight in ounces of water per day. Plus, when you crush these goals, it's going to boost your confidence. I mean, there is no better feeling than stacking more weight on the bar and proving how strong your body is or being consistent with your routine of supplements and self-care and having your body reward you with clear skin before your period. Just saying. You'll feel super proud when you accomplish these little victories. Remember to give yourself credit and a pat on the back for working hard towards your goals. And again, I recommend going back into episode 20 where I talk about motivation and give some tips and tricks on setting little goals because again, that's going to give you that confidence and that self-esteem that your body can do amazing things. Number two, I recommend limiting your social media usage. Social media usage can really negatively hurt our body image, especially if you're triggered by certain things, right? If you use social media, and I'm sure you've experienced a time where you felt pretty crappy because you compared your body to somebody else's on Instagram or Facebook or a YouTube video or whatever it is. Studies have actually proven that there's a link between social media usage and low self-esteem and even disordered eating. But I mean, really, did we need a study to tell us that? I'm sure that you felt this way before too. Social media doesn't have to make us feel like crap. We can create boundaries. Yep, boundaries with our apps that can make us feel better about using them. Did you notice my disappearance from Instagram for an entire month? No? Well, that's actually kind of my point here. I took an entire month off of posting. I deleted the app off my phone and Facebook and YouTube. And it really helped just give me the space and clarity to like get back into my own body and figure out what I wanted going forward. It can feel like we're missing out or that we have to stay plugged in at all times, but it actually made me feel amazing deleting the app off my phone. And like I said, just getting back to focusing on myself as the reality is that a lot of the time social media is just this perfectly curated fantasy and it's not real life. So if you don't want to completely delete Instagram altogether, I totally get that. So here's a few tips and tricks to make your social media usage healthier for your mind, body, and spirit. And this is what I practice going forward. Limit the time that you spend on social media. So if you have an iPhone, there's this screen time feature. I'm sure that Android has pretty much the same thing. There's also an app called Space. You could basically set a timer so that it will remind you, okay, you've spent too much on too long on social media, or you can actually restrict certain times. So like all of my applications, my email, everything go off at 7 p.m. And so if I try to access them, it'll come up saying, hey, you set this time limit. And it's a great reminder. You can also just try deleting Instagram on specific days of the week if you just feel tempted to bypass that little um, screen time feature or if you just feel like you need to check it. So I mean 
you can delete the whole app off of your phone, like Saturday and Sunday, and then come back on Monday or whatever works for you. I mean, how many times have you just ended up mindlessly scrolling, not even realizing that you had opened your phone and went to the app in the first place? A bonus of this, of limiting your social media and setting boundaries around when you access it, it's going to increase your productivity in other areas of your life. You're welcome. Additionally, though, it can be helpful to unfollow people who give you this unrealistic beauty and body standards. For example, if every time you look at Kim Kardashian or Kylie or I don't know, one of the other million Kardashians and they pop up in your feed and you start comparing your body to hers or, you know, the fact that she can get glammed up every day. I mean, I have trouble putting makeup on like to go out on a Saturday, right? So if you start feeling lousy about your appearance seeing these images, that means it's time to unfollow them. And this isn't just about unfollowing celebrities. There's like the fit chicks and the Instagram models and anything that creates this like false sense of reality. I recommend you do a nice little cleanse of other people that you're following that subscribe to unrealistic body images or diet culture as well. So maybe it's not just fit chicks and celebrities. It's your friend Karen who is back on her third round of that 30-day diet program and she keeps posting her celery juice and how many hours she spent on the treadmill and like you don't need to be seeing that over and over again. So maybe you just mute her and she doesn't even know that you're not looking at her content. Maybe it's that girl that you went to high school with who keeps posting her Apple Watch calorie burn and her gym selfies and her Gymshark clothing and, you know, or maybe it's someone who just makes you feel bad when you view their content. Maybe it's just quotes. Maybe it's just random pictures. It's just stuff that makes you feel not great. Like, get that shiz out of here. Just mute them, unfollow them. I promise that you can enjoy social media so much more if you curate it for things that are actually going to make you feel positive or you learn something from them versus you feel like you're a terrible human being who is not doing enough in the day. Which leads me to number three, avoid more negativity. If you are struggling with body image and you already have negative thoughts that are programmed into your brain that are playing on repeat, you do not need more negativity on top of that. When people around you are super negative, it can just rub off on you. So think of the classic mean girl scene where like the popular group, the plastics are standing around the mirror and they're saying all these like reasons that they hate their body and they turn to Lindsay Lohan's char character and they're like waiting for her to say something that she doesn't like about herself too. Yeah, it seems pretty obvious that surrounding yourself with people who lift you up and not bring you down is key in helping you feel more confident about yourself, but we don't always see it from that perspective. Avoiding negativity may mean creating rigid boundaries with certain people in your life. Cutting people out entirely may be impossible, and I totally understand that, but you can develop specific boundaries that help you cut out the negativity that that person brings and sometimes you just have to get real honest and have a conversation with them and say look this year I'm really focusing on how I talk about my body and I would really appreciate it if when we hang out we just don't talk about diets or talk about what we're eating or not eating and we just don't say mean things about our body once you start listening for 
comments like this from your friends or your family or your coworkers, you'll realize how frequently they can come from those people that are just around you. And that just gets buried into our unconscious mind and just feeds into that negative feedback loop that we all have because we're human beings. So, you know, if you're in the office and your coworkers are talking about how fat they are or how they want to lose 20 pounds or that they better go to the gym if they're going to eat that second donut or whatever the comments may be, really think about the people that are saying those things and really influencing your subconscious. Like you might kind of roll your eyes and realize that that's BS, but still just being around that negative energy, you take it in, right? So setting clear boundaries can really, really help. You are the sum of the five people that you spend the most time with. So make those people have a really positive impact on your self-esteem and have them help you create a better sense of your body and your body image, even if they know that they're doing it or not. Number four, build yourself up. Sometimes you just got to be your own hype woman. So sit down and think about the things that you genuinely love about yourself inside and out. And I know it sounds really silly and weird, but making a list of these things, this can really help you start to reframe your thinking because we're so hyper-focused on our insecurities and our flaws. But a lot of times these little things that we tend to like focus on that we don't like about ourselves can be greatly outweighed by the things that we do love about ourselves. We just don't think about them. So trust me, like I said, this is going to feel really weird and awkward and silly at first, but push through that uncomfortable feeling and you might have a hard time coming up with a list at first of your positivities, but just push through and really try to focus on it. And here's the thing, even if you don't 100% believe it right now, just putting it out there and putting it out there in a positive way is going to start to change the way that your brain is thinking about your body. So for example, maybe you're not crazy that you have some cellulite on your bum. Newsflash, everybody does, but you absolutely love the definition that you're getting on your quads because you've been doing lunges like crazy and sticking to a consistent workout plan. Focus on that. Or maybe you feel like you haven't seen huge progress since changing your diet up a bit, but instead of trying to stick to a meal plan or staying away from all sugar, maybe you just start with adding more vegetables to each meal and seeing how much better that makes you feel. Start focusing on those things instead. What's most important is the list of things that you love about yourself from the inside. So not just how things look, but how you feel and your sense of humor and your compassion or your dedication. Number five, practice self-care. Working on reframing your body image is really challenging and it's not going to happen overnight, but especially if you've been looking down on yourself for years, it's going to take time and you're going to constantly be faced with images and words and people and things that are triggering and pull you back into like that crappy mindset. When you're facing situations that are triggering or start to make you feel a certain way, it's really important to just take it slow and take care of yourself. It doesn't have to be a full-blown hashtag self-care Sunday montage of things, 
but just finding something that really speaks to you and allows you the space to just recharge, reset, and get back into a positive frame of mind is hugely worth it. If you already have some kind of self-care regimen that you follow, just stick to it and maybe even spend some extra time doing things that make you feel your best. But if you don't know where to start, just some simple acts of self-care can really help. So things like maybe it's just journaling how you feel and reflecting on that, writing down a list of things that you're grateful for, doing some meditation, getting to the gym and doing exercise, not as punishment, but just as a meditative state to make you feel good, eating a really healthy and nourishing meal or multiple meals, or going to yoga and working on just some conscious breath work. Number six, get rid of the reminders. So have you been saving that pair of pants that you want to fit into again? Are you keeping a jar of supplements that you never actually take? Is the scale just hanging out in your bathroom where you see it every day? Do you constantly check your acne in the mirror on the hour? Do you have to pass a triggering location on your way to work every day? Girl, get that shiz out of your life. You may not even know what the triggers are yet. I want you to start to watch for them. So just as you're going to watch for what people say, I also want you to take note of when you start to feel down on yourself. Or when you start to really judge your body or start to compare yourself or any of those negative thought patterns, stop and think, okay, what happened just before that? Did I see something? Did I hear something? Take note of those things because those are these little reminders of you're not good enough or you didn't hit this goal or blah, 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 or uh, those little comparisons that we do. We want to get that stuff out of our daily routine. And lastly, number seven, this is the hardest thing to do, but thankfully our society is going in a totally awesome direction. Number seven, challenge the ideal beauty standards. The crazy thing about beauty standards is that they're always changing. So what's considered the perfect bikini body or the perfect hairstyle basically seems to change every year. I mean, you've seen the images comparing bikini standards over the decades. These beauty standards are set by celebrities and magazines and media and whatever, and they're not realistic. So take a step back and think about how unreal the images that you're seeing really are. And you're probably nodding and agreeing with me. I mean, most of us realize that this celebrity idea is pretty much false, but what about all the Instagram fit girls posting that you see every time you scroll? Heck, even the 20-somethings on The Bachelor, okay? How do they all look like models and yet they're all nurses and flight attendants, huh? Hmm? Yeah. So how does that make you feel? Many of the Instagram posts that we see are heavily edited and photoshopped on you know, face tune or whatever to create a bigger butt or a smaller waist or smooth skin. And again, if social media is where you're consuming most of your media, you're probably getting a lot of your beauty standard comparison from that. And it might be a good idea to take a break or start to scale back on that. But then again, authentic is in right now. So maybe the photo wasn't photoshopped or it wasn't made to change their body shape. But guess what? It was definitely curated curated to show you what they want you to see. We all do it. We all take 20 photos and choose the one with the best lighting that makes us look the best, right? Even if we don't filter it or whatever, 
it's human nature. So comparing yourself to these images warps your idea of the beauty standard and it places all this pressure on you to look like that. The more we challenge these images and the industry, the more that we will see this authentic, realistic appearance on social media or in general in life. I mean, you can't even go to a store now with and find like a full length shirt. This is my dilemma. This is a total side note. But everything is still a crop top or a little bandeau or a right. And that's speaking very particular to one body type or one style. So I think it's important that you place yourself in the realm of, of what you, what your body is okay to look like or what is what what you want to feel like more importantly right like we're not all gonna be a size zero just like we're not all gonna have curvy hips or we're all not gonna have a small chest or a big chest or you know whatever it is and so I think it's about starting to change your perspective of okay what is it about your body that other girls would kill for and what is it about you and on the inside is it your sense of humor your dedication your drive your willingness to be compassionate and help everybody your empathy your your fun silly nature whatever it is those are the things that we should be focusing on those are the things that you need to come back to when you're having those negative self-talk moments I want to know what are your thoughts on today's episode did it make you think a little bit differently what are you struggling with when it comes to body image and social media and things like that? I would love to bring more episodes and more content to speak to this because like I said, it's something that I'm working on too. I think we're all constantly working on it. So let me know. You can email me at LexiWildsparrowWellness.com or reach out on Instagram at wildsparrowwellness. Again, links to everything will be in the description, but I'd love to hear what you want to learn about. I'm going to be bringing on a lot of guests in upcoming episodes to just speak to things that I'm not the expert in, but to bring you guys more in depth into these types of topics. So thank you again for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week and remember, just love yourself a little bit more. Even if it's awkward, even if it feels silly, positivity over that negativity. Okay. And I'll catch you guys next week in another new episode.